Welcome to this episode of the Security Clearance Careers Podcast, ClearCast, your source for security clearance, intelligence community, espionage, national security, and defense contracting updates in our exclusive interviews with intelligence community and government leaders. Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of ClearCast. I'm Katie Keller, Content Marketing Manager with ClearanceJobs.com, and today I am joined by our Senior Editor, Jill Hamilton, at the news site, and today we are going to talk about an interesting topic. We came across this Reddit thread, how to convince your boss to sponsor you for a security clearance. We're going to dive through this story, the original poster wrote out, and then some of the comments, and then we're actually going to tell you a few tips on how to convince them that you deserve a security clearance if you're working on an unclassified project. So Jill, have you came across this kind of content previously? Well, I think it's I think it's a lot more common than we think. You know, I mean, I joined a company years ago without a clearance and then got sponsored for it. And I've seen people wonder, like when they work for a company, they know they also have cleared projects there. Like, how do I get into that world? I don't have a clearance. So like, how do I get, get into doing that work? So I do think it's a little bit of a common suggestion. And it does take some coordinating with leadership. So I think it's a valid question. So this Reddit poster, so here's their backstory. They work in a medium-sized aerospace company. They're a lead engineer in the software domain. And so they're wrapping up a big federal project, team of engineers, they're about to start a new project with another federal defense agency. So this person is like, their performance in the company has been above average. They think their manager is like on their side trying to grow their career and he's been getting raises. So far, security clearance hasn't been needed, but the company also does a lot of work and looks for candidates that require clearances right? So this poster wants to know, how do you convince your boss to get a security clearance, even if it doesn't seem like there's an immediate need? This person says, I understand that on the surface, the short, obvious answer would be no. But if I think deeper, I tend to think that if the company values an employee, wants to retain them, getting the employee a clearance, which shouldn't be a massive cost to the organization, a larger scheme of things, that that would not be that long of a bridge to cross. That's what their perspective is, right? Um, like that's how they're interpreting it. And they're also interpreting a security clearance kind of like as a, like a career stepping stone, if you will, which is understandable, probably not the best approach when you're asking to be moved on to security clearance. But, you know, I understand that. Well, yeah, if, if your company has both unclassified and classified work, I mean, why not? If you're interested in sort of I mean, obviously, he's supporting a federal agency at the unclass level right now. So they work in and around that world. And so I think that is a natural next step is to obtain a security clearance. I think the way that they they worded it um, definitely made a couple of the clearance holders on this thread a little bit maddened, <laughs> which it's just like, get a life, people. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a valid question. But so a, a ton of the comments surrounded like here's the deal as a contractor you have to have a contract that you're attached to requiring a security clearance to initiate that clearance process and so the other comments are along the lines of now as a direct manager i have assigned folks that have proved themselves on an unclassified contract to a classified contract that they also oversee just for the purpose of getting them a security clearance 
And so th- apparently this has happened in the past. Another comment, mm-hmm. if the contractor is working on a classified product that has access to classified material, data, et cetera, your skill set is related enough to the work and the company can justify your skill set as being relevant to work on that product. They have available slots for your skill set, the ability to sponsor. So, I mean, that's really the catch, right? Like the the contractor doesn't want to sponsor a new security clearance applicant because of the time that that vacant billet that they have is going to sit empty. That's mm-hmm. why when they are looking for candidates, they it's preferable that they already have a security clearance. However, because this person is already supporting the company on an unclass level, I mean, this is how we, we recommend people to do this if they're interested in the security clearance world. Find a large contractor that can that can employ you on an at the unclassified level while you obtain a security clearance. So it's just kind of a different approach um, yeah. that this person is kind of kind of going going through. So yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely possible. It just it really takes a little bit of finesse in trying to convince your boss to initiate this process. So, Jill, uh, I think you're going to kick us off on a couple of tips for folks if they're listening and they don't have a clearance and they would like one. It it is a little bit similar to convincing for a raise. So I think we always like to go into conversations thinking about what's in it for us. And so keeping in mind the your employer plus yourself, like what's the value add for them? So even with the raise, like you might deserve it, you know, and you, but you're also giving reasons as to why it's valuable for your employer and why it's like even viable for them to give you a raise. Contract rates have gone up, things like that, where there's actually more space for it to make financial sense. Because it all comes, I mean, we don't want to say it comes down to the money, but a lot of times it does come down to the money. Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> and you point out it's an open billet. So like if there's a way to actually go for this clearance, when there's an open billet, but it's not, the company's not losing money with that billet, or they can only put on like 20% of your time where you have to be on the contract. Like a lot of, a lot of contractors will like matrix out their employees, especially like in the world of engineering, where they can work on like two to three programs at the same time, because they're, they're splitting their time between each of the programs. Mm -hmm. So as long as it can make financial sense for the company, and it's a value add where then you can say, now I can actually help you out on these other programs with this skill set that I have, then you suddenly become super valuable to them. And they're, they might be willing to put that time and effort because it is time and effort. That's what a lot of the cost is too, to put you forward for that for that clearance. So yeah, make sure that you actually deserve a clearance. That is a great first point. You know, ask yourself if you've done the good work and that, you know, it's it's not going to be a question where the door is immediately slammed in your face. So the the second tip is just kind of in, in terms of self-talk, don't say no to yourself. So don't count yourself out without even trying. So your boss is the one who's going to have the final say or at least be a stepping stone to that final say that leadership will have. And so they know what the company can and can't do. So you need to advocate for yourself because really the worst that can happen is a no and you get that door slammed in your face. Uh Um, But you don't lose anything you already have. You're already happily employed or employed at least on an unclassified project. So just don't say no to yourself and kind of kind of have a good self-talk going on. And it's also helpful too to research the security clearances and the clearance process, like understand the adjudicative guidelines, what processing timelines are going to look like. So if you know that it's going to take a while, here again, if you can be working on different contracts at the same time, that way, even if it takes a while, 
you can show also that you're in it for the long haul. You understand the commitment that it means in order to get the security clearance. I definitely think that will go a long way with like having a knowledge of what it takes when you're talking to your boss. Absolutely. Well, and along those same lines, I mean, with processing timelines being as low as they have been, I mean, do that research and use that content that we provide in terms of processing timelines or DCSA provides and talk about those with your boss. Like, hey, if, if if the concern is the timing, processing timelines are actually pretty good and I don't have anything in my background. I've looked at the adjudicative guidelines. I should get one pretty quickly. So yeah, doing your research, definitely a key point there. So, and then also documenting your previous contributions and why your boss should invest in this process if it does happen to be a time when it is timely to get a security clearance. So talking about those quantitative contributions on your unclass work, doing research on the cleared positions and how long your company maybe has had them vacant. I think, you know, kind of along those same lines in your research tip, doing that research on how long the position maybe on this cleared contract has been open, that's that's money just sitting there if the billet has been vacant for quite some time. So that's doing all that research and having those key points as a way like, hey, I can fill this position pretty quickly. Seems like you don't have a lot of candidates. So yeah, document your contributions and what you can bring to the table for sure. Yeah, I think that's such a good point, like understanding the landscape of what, where your company's at and what their needs are and how you can actually help them fill them is a great way to go about convincing your boss in order to go for it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think I think that's a great point. And really, it's about getting your boss's help, too. Like, you don't want to go over their head, uh, of course. I mean, that kind of goes the same with anything unless you have, like, a you know, an HR case you need sure. to take in. But this isn't like, this is that, that we're not we're not in that that territory here. So, I mean, your boss should be your best ally for this quest, you know? So if you want to get a clearance, you should be going through your boss first and just under, like, giving them the different pros and cons, like we've been talking through and like under show how much understanding you have and how you're coming alongside to help them, I think can go a long way, keeping them as your ally. Yeah. And so some of these things take time too, especially the larger the organization, the more chains of command things have to go through and more approval process. So you just kind of have to wait that stuff out and let your boss do their job and not try to jump over them. That's not only the best way to get yourself told no, but also to get yourself out of a job, you know, when you're done with your current contract that you're on, you know, like if you just, you know, you you don't want to go like go over your boss's head. That's for sure. Well, and I mean, that reminds me of a story. I don't know if it was something on the clearance jobs blog, but someone had applied to a federal position and they were obtaining a security clearance for the first time. And they had overstepped, I think, the security officer and their clearance didn't end up going through. I don't know mm. if it was because of that reason, but it was, you know, it could have been a coincidence. But yeah, definitely don't go over anyone's head. Just follow the process and patience is key. And then, uh, you know, research, really the name of the game. I think being prepared to negotiate if your boss does say no initially to moving you to a cleared contract asking how much maybe that they're able to offer for that new cleared position that you're interested in. If it fits your skills, see if you can take a pay cut just to obtain that clearance. Um, you may not mm-hmm. be able to get you know exactly what you were looking for, or maybe what you're currently making on this unclassified work, but um, using that kind of negotiating tactic, I think 
would definitely be beneficial to obtaining that clearance. Cause like you said, Jill, it's definitely all about the money or at least sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, capitalism, please. Like it's yeah. definitely about the money I mean, a little bit. <laughs> well, it's, it's like you need money in order to like, they need the money to stay in business. It's normal. Sure. It's hard when a lot of decisions come down to that, but I mean, it is understandable. And then, you know, it's always about follow-up too. Sometimes it's about, you know, you make a little bit of a pitch, maybe a soft pitch, <laughs> and then you just have to keep following up here and there and give your boss some time to to work work out whether or not it's a good decision for them or not and see if it got buried. You know, you do definitely want to follow up. You don't want to be a too much of a squeaky wheel, but the squeaky wheel does get the grease. It is it, it is something that like you kind of have to keep proving yourself. And I think also too, one, one thing with this is, one one trait that's often valued is curiosity and just like and willingness to like pitch in and jump in and help. And I think if you have that approach to this as well, where it's not like it's all about you and you building your resume because you think it's going to be better for you in the long term with a like security clearance, that kind of mindset's going to, you know, people don't necessarily want to support that because you're a flight risk once you get the clearance. But if you're really invested in the company and you're showing your investment and in, in your interest level, I do think they're going to want to come alongside you eventually and support you. If they're able to, they're going to be able to do that. So I do think it's all about how you pitch that where it's not, it's not all about you, <laughs> you know, it's about, you know, the greater good. <laughs> so Sure. Well, and that's a great point. I mean, it's a fine line, you know, make sure to follow up, but also be patient. Also don't mm -hmm. go over their head, but also follow up. <laughs> right. So, right. Clear as mud, right? Well, I mean, in terms of convincing your boss to sponsor you for a clearance, the bottom line is you just need to compare your skills to the requirements on that cleared contract that your company might have. Talk to contract managers, see if they're able to sponsor, take it from there. But most of all, you know, do that research. One of the commenters says it's really not any different than a company sponsoring someone initially and just sticking them in an unclassified office pending that adjudication. So you're already working on an unclassified project, looking to move to a classified one. It happens, I think, more so than we think. It's just not as talked about. So there are ways to convince your boss to sponsor you for a clearance. And hopefully these tips will help you if you're listening to this wanting a clearance. But for more information on the security clearance process, policy updates, and all of the funny Doha doses that we provide, you can visit news.clearancejobs.com.